0: Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. Last Sunday, as you heard the Gospel read, we discovered a parable that is taught to us by Jesus that is rather fierce. And whenever I come upon a parable such as this, I think of how I conceive of our Lord Jesus Christ, how I would describe him, because sometimes we forget the fullness, the wholeness of of Jesus Christ, and we tend to fixate on certain aspects of his life and his ministry that are particularly appealing to us. And sometimes we, uh, we come upon a parable that can be very fierce, yet very powerful, And this, however, is the same Jesus Christ, who is often gentle and compassionate. But we have to understand that Jesus Christ also came to teach us the truth. Now, this is the parable of the servant who, although forgiven, himself remains unforgiving. And it is a tale that our lord uh, tells us immediately following the question of peter on how often must i forgive my enemy seven times and our lord to underscore the power of forgiveness tells this this parable but it is also a parable that teaches us about how much of our future under the grace of God, lies within our own hands and our own choices. And we can't forget something that a 20th century theologian once said. Grace is free, but it is not cheap. The gift of God freely given to us causes not only a new hope, a change in life, but in fact it calls upon us to be responsible for the gift that we have received and in the parable the great king is calling his servants to account and one comes to him who owed him an enormous sum and the king said well in order to pay it i'm going to have to sell you your your wife and your children into slavery And the servant, realizing the the fate that he was facing, begged for, for mercy and forgiveness. And the king relents and forgives him this huge debt. But then, of course, as you heard, that servant once forgiven that huge debt turns on another servant who owed him a much lesser amount and threatened him unless he paid with arrest and beating. And when the king heard about this, he calls back that first servant, the unforgiving one, and in fact imposes a very harsh punishment on him for not doing to others what in fact the king had done for him. And it is a parable that allows us to realize that the gift of forgiveness is that. It is a gift, but like all gifts, it is given to be opened and to be shared. The parable is a call to remember what God has done for us, and in doing that for us, calling us to follow his examples. Isn't that, in fact, the petition that stands out in the Lord's Prayer about asking forgiveness of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And the character of our reception of the gift is often marked by how we use that gift, how it changes our lives and how it touches the lives of others. And as I said, much of our future lies within our own hands. And how we live as disciples here and now has very much to do with what we shall later be. Now, I understand that the power of forgiving is difficult, especially when one is very deeply injured. How that sinks into our memory And how it seems to change sometimes the very vision of the world we had before. But our Lord tells us that unless we forgive, we cannot escape that burden uh, of the injuries. We cannot understand the great power and mercy of God. For God has forgiven us and is as, Jesus says in the gospel, we are called to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. We have to undergo a conversion. We have to overcome that difficulty of forgiving and actually emerge into the world of the freedom of the sons and daughters of God, free from that burden, free for the future, free for life. And I think when we remember the great act of forgiveness that we know in the cross of Jesus Christ, it should awaken in us a profound gratitude that, that should just radiate from us. But yes, it is important to understand that forgiveness is not excusing. Forgiveness does not simply forgetness. It is not an ignorance of what has occurred, but it is an understanding that although one who has caused deep injury is going to be called to justice, there is a limit to what justice can do. And sometimes justice does not serve any way of going forward. There is a point at which we simply have to draw a line and say, I forgive you. I need to be free of this. We need to continue. And understanding that God's forgiveness is given to us because he is not a God of death, he is a God of life, and he wishes us to live more fully. We also have to understand that the difficulty in forgiving is often associated with a desire for revenge. And my friends, we never really can get back. Another injury just increases the burden of our own difficulties. So at a certain point we have to tell ourselves, in order to go forward, in order to be free to live the life to which God has called us, we have to say, I forgive you. Now, it's interesting that our Lord should teach this parable immediately after teaching the church how to deal with an erring member about going to him individually, then with two or three others, and then with uh, bring him before the whole church, and then when he doesn't reform, cast him out. But yet, although we are called to call others to account. We have to remember that we are calling them to account in order to bring them back to life in God. I've often realized how sometimes a a sense of of deep injury, a remembrance of, of wrongs that were done to us, can be nourished away in the corner of our hearts where from time to time we feel uh, feed those little injuries with a little bit of spite, a little bit of desire to strike back. But I think you realize that over time, nurturing, that sense, just begins to destroy our heart. And a forgiveness is a freedom from bitterness, which can corrode the heart and which ultimately can give power uh, to the wrongdoer. But forgiveness is also an act of imitation of God, a gift of love, and a sense of freedom. And you know, in the first reading from the book of Sirach, we are told some very important things, and let me just remind you of them. Sirach writes, Wrath and anger are hateful things. Remember your last days. Set enmity aside. Think of the commandments. Hate not your neighbor. Remember the Most High's covenant. And overlook fault.